That's it. We are live. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining, Dave and myself. Hello. Um, you all right, Dave? Have you got any uh, any um, audience with you at the moment there, with your Ben oh, uh, and oh. Nero and stuff? Hang on a second. You Hang usually on. have. You're, they're usually lounging across your legs or stuff. Or something. Oh, that, that sort of audience. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got the main <laughs> man himself, and then we've got his best girlfriend over there. And there's a parrot just there. <laughs> and I am, I am bereft of animals here at the moment. I've got, um, I was going to say my wife. That wouldn't have sounded right, would it? My wife oh. is next door. <laughs> I'm in trouble already. Um, oh, mate, my wife is next door with uh, the, the kids, the kids being 21, nearly 21. And Arthur, yeah, he's abandoned me. He always does abandon me on, on these things. It's been a, probably yeah. lounging out in the garden in the sunset. Is it sunny down there? It's pretty nice here. Yeah, it's really nice here. <laughs> it's not. I've just taken Arthur out for a walk in the uh, woods nearby. And yeah, it's, it's the most amazing woods. We're so lucky. And um, it is pouring down with rain, is the polite oh. term. Yeah, I know. Well, we thought we'd have one rainy day a year in the southwest. That's what we do around here, see, mate. It's, it's all right. We've got to, got to um, grow the palms somehow. The palms can only take 363 days yeah. or four days <laughs> a year. But, um, a haircut. Yeah, mate. Um, my wife does my hair anyway, so I'm, not, I'm very lucky, really. Well, some people might say I'm not very lucky, but no, I think it's very, I'm very lucky. It's just that hanging around. In, it's just hanging around all the time, isn't it? With, um, it takes the whole morning out. If you go, yeah, yeah. but I reckon, I reckon with the lockdown, don't you think that loads of people have sort of discovered hairdressing, Beard. amateur hairdressing? Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, Gemma's always cut my hair as well, so um, I can't really grumble. But I need to, I need to get her, I need to get her to do it for me because it's getting, yeah, mess. So what have you been up to, Harry? Well, I've been staying out of trouble as normal. Um, there first, yeah. But anyway. I think what we need, we need a bit of a positive vibe. We need a bit of loving in the place. That's what we need. And um, I, I noticed straight away, I mean, you usually give a little a little opening here about what's been going on. Have you got any anything going on in there? Or should I go straight into a photo of you and somebody I know? Ooh, no, no, don't do that. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of bits of news. Of course, the, the biggest bit of news today is that it's the Queen's official birthday. So happy birthday. Right, for the boss. Um, the only other really bit of news that I could see today is yeah. that World Gin Day. Is it? I think after this is over, it'd be, it would be a, it would be terrible if we did it now. But after this is over, we should celebrate with uh, a, a nice gin and tonic. So um, I just bought some. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got the. I've, you know those things where you think, I always have plain gin, plain gin, you know, various types. And then somebody gave me a, a birthday present, other police officers I met in Flint House, which is the uh, when my knee was napping. And um, they very kindly sent me one uh, from Wales, and it was absolutely lovely. It was quite aromatic and that. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go for this other one. And it was ginger and rhubarb. I, I had one, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. So I bought a whole bottle of this stuff. I'm slightly fed up with it by the second gin, I must admit. <laughs> I think it's probably probably safe to go to go uh, 
plain, if there is one, and then chuck in a um, an aromatic or various sort of um, tonics, I think. My, yeah. is my view, but I do like a gin, I must admit. If anybody's got any gin recipes out there, then then do, do put them on the on, on the group. Yeah, got Dartmouth gin, Linny, Linny got a bottle, and Demo got a bottle of Dartmouth gin. They're both, they're both in some sort of gin club so they get sent samples uh, why am i not why am i not getting any uh i'm not getting any comments here are you getting comments there mate yeah you, you might still be in private comments are you, you, need, you need to i don't think so i've got my banners i've got my uh my comments up there they should be all coming up uh you must yeah, be live. Right. Come with you can all say whatever you want about Harry and he won't be able to say Yeah, it. I know. I know, Sorry. I can't. I'm feeling People slightly... Finish, so there we go. Right. I've got I... an arrow saying yeah. new comments. I'm going to test a comment yeah. here to see if I can block it. Hello, everyone. It does get more interesting than this. This is what I'm going to say. Right. Hello. No, I don't know, mate. I don't know. But, okay, well, I must admit, what I've been doing today was doing... Uh, we did a Zoom thing this week uh, with Consulting Cops. Was that last week? I don't know. Um, and that was great. It's just Consulting Cops. So basically, they're, they're a whole load of writers and they they speak to people, uh, police officers, to get authenticity. And, and that sort of went on to um, sort of things that really annoy you when you're watching a drama or something, and uh, which just really wouldn't happen. And we could do a whole thing on that, but Consulting Cops have done it and it is out there. So Give them a follow and watch that stuff. It was really, really interesting. So that was one thing Zoom I did. And there's this other thing, a brilliant called the Glasgow Gentlemen's Bomber Squadron. It's basically a, a group that uh, I spoke to a couple of weeks ago um, about uh, policing and my stuff in there. And then there was a guy called Andy Tyson. And, and if you're still bored in your homes and you're looking for books, um, his is currently only available because it was on paperback. He's a self-publisher. and his stock of paperbacks has run out at the moment during this lockdown. Nice. Um, but he does do it. If you're a Kindle reader, really, what a lovely chap. What an utterly brave guy. He just joined the paratroopers and he got a bit despondent after um, some exciting stuff with that. And then he did a whole tour when he was 47 years old in Afghanistan. And uh, he lost a few friends along the way. An incredible story. If that's what you're... The Afghan War Diary, it's called. Andy Tyson, I suggest you watch that. So that was another... I'm doing a lot of this Zoom, like nicking into rooms and listening yeah. to these sort of talks and stuff. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, you got all that time on your hands now, Harry. You can change the world. Well, mate, look, you put this one in, right? You... Oh, and just to let you... Well, I will, I'll show you that. But this, that's, that's that one there with the... And I'll make it so you can't see everything else on there. Uh, so that one there, yeah. So that's that's the one that you can have a look at if you want. Uh, really, really good on that one. Um, still, uh, I can't get rid of that. Um, but you, mate, you put this one out, and this was really sweet. This was lovely. I love this because we're going to sort of touch on, aren't we? We're going to touch on um, shifts and night shifts and stuff yeah. and you had just what have you explained there what have you been up to there so that was taken the other day so it's um it's supposed to be our training weeks at the moment but obviously you can imagine trainees training still uh cancelled 
for social distancing reasons. Um, and so we took me and a couple of colleagues decided that we were going to change our training weeks, which are traditionally yeah. sort of 6 a.m. starts. We were going to do um, uh, 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, a shift. We're going to try and fit in some individual training where we could. We purposely went to hotspot areas to, to do that training. Um, so she's tired, bless her. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but it worked, actually worked really, really well, working in those hotspot areas, doing some live training. And we had yeah. some incredible results. And we got some, not only did we did, do some amazing training, but we also managed to stop uh, a very prolific burglar who wasn't from that area and turn him over. And so we, it, was, it was a very productive uh, set of shifts. So you, you always do that. You always tell me a story about a sleepy dog and then you always end up in the most sexy arrest there is. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just recovered like 800 grand's worth of money laundering. And, you know, it was a transit van full of drugs. But I said, no, no, mate, you're getting a mistake. That was yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday as well. This was another lot. And I'm like, Jesus, you are so you are you're at it constantly. Well, I like to try and be. I'm I'm a probably me. Well, me and a couple of my colleagues are probably the only coppers that don't mind saying the quiet word, the Q word. Oh the word yeah, you're not allowed to say because I hate it. I hate it when it's quiet. It makes the shift drag. The dogs get fed up. So me and the, the two girls, Hero and Pearl, my police dogs, we love nothing more than it being busy and job to job to job to job to job. It's brilliant. Oh, mate, I love it. I'd loved it more if I had as little paperwork as you did. Yeah. Because basically, is yours a statement and that about it, is it? Or... Say again. Is yours a statement and that's about it, is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, a prime example was, um, was that yesterday? Or was that the day before? No, day before yesterday. Um, my very good friend who's got a dog, called, police dog called Bonnie, a new dog. Yeah. Uh, he had an amazing spot of a, a vehicle in in, um, in a town in Hertfordshire, I can't say where. Um, yeah. The car made off from him. And by the time he found it, the guy had run off. So... He asked a load of sneaky beak units to come and sit on the car for a little while. These, this unit, that, that's what they were out for. They were looking yeah. for, for anything interesting. So they agreed, came and sat on it for about an hour. Um, then he decided to, to return to his to the car, so they nabbed him. Um, I turned up and did a search with um, with Pearl for, for drugs, cattle, weapons, but we didn't find anything. Um, but he ended up getting arrested for something else. My colleague was still there saying thanks to the guys, and then we got in our cars and drove off while they had to deal with the arrest, the exhibit. <laughs> I know. There's, I know. I, would, I was thinking the other day. Go on. I was going to say, yeah, he had to do a statement, and that, and that was it. Oh, I see. I did like it. Yeah. You saw, I was thinking literally yesterday, I was thinking if I had my time again, because a lot of people say, would you do it again? Would you do it again? And anyone who's listening, um, I, I retired a whole month ago. And can you see my tan? And, you know, I've just, I have had, a, I've been making the most of this. And because I, I live in Devon, I can't really complain about it. There's people who live in, you know, uh, blocks of flats and with four very small children. And I, I really feel for them, um, if that's the case. It will get better, I promise you, just, you know. But um and uh, but yeah, I, I've been very fortunate. But I did. I so what would I would I do it again? Utterly. But I probably, having had my experiences with firearms, which was good. But I've done it once. I definitely want to do dogs. Um, yeah. But I don't think I'd be allowed to have a dog in the house without it being in the bed with my <laughs> wife. So uh, you know. you're making. I mean, we've got a couple of guys on, on our unit that are, are firearms officers, old firearms officers. And there's a guy that I get on really well with on firearms at the moment. He's in whether he can um, yeah. uh, 
come and join dogs. They just, you know, what what you guys do on firearms, you know, I completely take my hat off to you. It's one of the toughest, if not the toughest, course there is in policing. Um, and to to carry a gun with all that responsibility, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I take my hat off. To you. Well, I, I said to you, Di. He was the excitement of working with dogs and having the best partner in the world. Yeah. So I, I hope he manages to do it. Well, my, my best part, I took a photograph of him this morning because this, this is what happens with when you're retired. Your dog retires with you, even though he wasn't ever a police dog. Uh, that, that is basically <laughs> how he looks most of the time. He, yeah. He's 10 now, is Arthur, and uh, he, you know, I just give him a little walk around the, uh, the woods and stuff, and that's him for the rest of the day now. Yeah, so he's pretty, <laughs> pretty chilled out with that, bless him. But um, I know I just... I just adore dogs and I wonder, I mean, you'd literally live and breathe it. And, uh, and it goes without saying, it goes without saying, folks, if you're stuck for Father's Day books, it's this yeah. one, it's still available. Yeah. Fabulous Finn, the Thanks, brave man. police dog who came back from the brink. I haven't, got, you. Been, uh, I haven't got yours to plug yours. Here's Harry's book. It's, it's, it's all about you, mate. It's, it's, hey. all, it's all about you. That's, that's yeah. important. Hang on a minute. <laughs> but no, mate. Um, and, and, uh, I love it. Love it. Um, right. But we were going to talk about uh, like a few shit. My comments aren't coming up. So if you see, you can have to scream. And, uh, I've got some, looks like I've got some ones from last week there. It's all a bit weird. I think something's locked. So apologies. Uh, Dave will have to shout them out. Um, and probably nearer the end where, so save your best questions to the end and chuck them in at the end then, really. Um, we are talking about shifts, weren't we? And food yeah. and that sort of things and really what the problem is. And I won't go through the whole thing. The problem is but majority of uh, police stations haven't got canteens anymore. So you can't nip along. And in the old days, it was brilliant. Um, I'm going to say it now, Anna, but yeah, CID was over there and you take the mick at CID and CID is, hey, we're, we're looking for Jim Bloggs. Have you seen him recently? Yeah, yeah, I saw him the other day. He's at this new address. Well, that doesn't really happen anymore. That's the problem. No, because, no. Um, and, I, and I think somebody actually said, some guy called Mark Hiscock, who was a sergeant, and uh, he's retired a long time ago, and he wrote, he wrote uh, a report to say, if you're going to take the canteens out of the station, you're not taking just the canteen, you're ripping the heart out of it. And wow, I thought, that is bang on, absolutely bang on. But there we go. So what do they do? We stick a vending machine full of chocolate in there. And what we also do is because um, human rights say you need to have cooking facilities, but because we can't be trusted with an open flame, clearly, um, and then we're not allowed to have open stoves or anything like that. We have a microwave and a fridge. And that's basically what it is. So there's a lot you can do with a microwave and a fridge, in fairness. Um, but uh, it's not ideal. And what is really lovely is breakfasts on the early turn. Certainly in Devon and Cornwall, we sort of cancel crime some mornings and uh if we can go to tesco's now and grab a um some bagels some black pudding sausages and we just have a little section breakfast oh it's just unbelievable and somebody smuggles in a george foreman and we we cook on that uh set all the alarms off and then quickly hide it and <laughs> uh, <laughs> letting all the secrets out now but yeah, that's it. Generally, mate, what's your what's your uh, view at the moment? I, you know, I think the same. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, take us away the fact that canteens quite often you can get decent food at and healthy food at. And once you take that away, you don't have it any longer. I think that you know the key. One of the key 
things when they took yeah look at that Dunkin Donut when they took canteens away was was the opportunity for officers to literally sit down for a minute catch up yeah. uh, talk something through if something didn't go well and that just enabled I think anyway officers to uh, d- deal with stuff quicker but yeah. you've taken that away so you know you've taken that opportunity for them to start to deal with that nasty incident or the, how the set of shifts are mounting on them you've completely taken it away and they haven't got anything now um so i do think that the removal of canteens was was a was a terrible thing to do and and yeah like you say they filled them with um vending machines which are full of rubbish um so that means that we tend to end up eating absolute rubbish i mean yeah. I, <laughs> Best one in the world, you know. Gemma will make me a salad, but at three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock yeah. in the morning, you look at the salad and you think, "Oh my god!" And there'll be some people out there, much cleverer people than me, that that know that there's something in your body that says, um, "I should be asleep now." I'm not asleep now, so clearly something is wrong. So I need to fill my body full of energy to deal mm. with whatever's wrong. So you end up craving crap, and of course, the more crap you eat, the more you crave crap. <laughs> And you know, yeah, I used to add another meal on my night shift. I know it doesn't look like it, but nervous energy and stuff. I used to, so I'd, I'd go home, have breakfast. I'd wake up, have sort of a late lunch, and then I'd have a dinner. And then I'd have one about 2.30 in the morning. I was ravenous, mm. whereas other people couldn't eat at all, could they? And I'd yeah. have a full-on full on meal there. Um, but then you're in, you've got the body armor all the time. And even if you're just moving from one place to another, I used to kick the 10,000 steps all the time every day, just even in an ALV on, you know, I, d- I never used to take lifts and things, always take the stairs. Just yeah. it was like my mobile gym, really. But, yeah. you know, because I didn't really do much gym work or anything like that. Um, that. That was too painful and it was quite boring. But did you know there's a history where the donuts, do you know why donuts are the cliche thing? Well, there it is. In the 1950s, donut shops. Donut shops were some of the first food businesses commonly open late at night. They became hotspots for police working the night shift since it gave them a place to grab a snack, fill out paperwork, or even just take a break. This is why donuts became associated with cops. They don't say you don't learn anything. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was out in America, we went to uh, a Denny's diner for most of our breakfast. And every morning you would see the cops in there. Uh, They always had the same table over in the corner. Uh, I love um, that. I love yeah. that. I yeah, love that. We're, we're slowly getting used to it, aren't we, in this country? Slowly. Yeah, exactly. But wait, I mean, you, you remember the criticism we came under, oh, yeah. and, some, and some still do. Kicking um, off in Dave's house. Yeah, it is. When um, when we go to Tesco, and oh, hang on, let me just sort this out. Oh, the, parrot, the parrot's having a fight with Hero. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Stand by. Stand by. All right, lads, we've all had a drink. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, when cops used to go in Tesco's and get themselves a sandwich, I think Mick just just put on there. Oh my god, are cops actually allowed to eat? Yeah, yeah. My friend from Atlanta, Daisy in, in Italy, she just put crispy creme. Well, it's a crispy creme factory just off of our patch inside London. And if, oh. we ever, if we ever get a pursuit that ends up in London, on the way back, we go to the crispy creme factory because they're very good to us. <laughs> well, mate, you might want to check this because crispy creme. Uh, UK, they follow me. Ah, uh, <laughs> we, go, we go to their factory down in Enfield every now and then, and they're very yeah. good. Ah, oh, Enfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they are for very good reason. Um, they are very pro police, aren't they? 
But of course, donuts, <laughs> I would be if I was Krispy Kreme. Um, <laughs> but even Tesco's were great because, you know, they, you had the Krispy Kreme big, big boxes and mm. stuff. And you know, cops don't have any perks anymore, do they? They don't get anything for free because they have to sell their soul and ask for forgiveness and stuff. And, yeah. and so, um, but um, I think general principle, if it was a multinational, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't like a small shop was giving you a favor, therefore you owed them a favor if something happened crime-wise. Yeah. Um, and we would go into Tesco's uh, for our sort of uh, milk for our coffee fund. And this would be like, um, well, I forget where it was, it was probably about two in the morning or something. And, they say, and they'd say, are you going back to the station now? And yeah, 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 we're just going back for a quick meal break. And they'd say, all right, okay. And they would give us these big box, big box of Krispy Krebs. But they said, well, we, we, we've got to throw them away now because we can't have them on the shelf any longer. So if you want them. So, uh, yeah, so I think that in 2020 is probably the only perk you can get in the police now. Um, yeah, yeah. Apart from drive fast with blue lights and sirens when you, <laughs> only when you need well, to. At BP, BP have looked after us during this, um, during this lockdown uh, and you'll get a nice coffee from there. Because that's the other thing that I, um, American police, the only food available on nights is fast food. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, coffee is the other thing that keeps me going. And I know I shouldn't drink too much coffee. I should drink more water. Oh, stacks of it. Oh, mate, it keeps me going. It really does. Yeah. I'm not a massive coffee lover. I couldn't tell you which ones have passed your acidic bottom and all that sort of mm. stuff. And that, that, that expensive coffee would probably be wasted on me. But it's nothing like a, a good coffee at 2 a.m. just to keep going through till the end. So you're a bit of a, a, a bird, are you? Not the expensive Nescafe. <laughs> now, what was that other cinnamon? No, not cinnamon. What was that coffee in the old days your grandmother used to serve up? Oh, anyway, it was um, that smelly stuff. Someone will be screaming. They'll bring it up now. Tell really? what that is. Yeah, all that filter coffee, didn't you? That took forever. Oh, I like filter. I only have filter now. I've got standards now. I can't have... I can't. Do you have instant in your house? No, no. I, if I have a coffee, it's got to taste half decent. So we've got... Yeah. Um, a Tassimo or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I really always have a latte because I think I'm, I'm fairly caffeine intolerant, but that's just enough to give me a kick to, to, to keep me going. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And also, I know on nights, for some reason, I could do my paperwork. That's when I got the paperwork done, whereas a lot of people just can't do paperwork. So I'd do full on files. Oh, camp. Um, Everyone's telling you it's camp coffee. Camp coffee. Oh, it's different from the one I know. Maybe it was something, maybe it's a regional thing. It's a slightly different one than I know. Um, but yeah, the, um, it was, uh, I forgot what I was saying now. What was I saying? Oh yeah, working, um, paperwork on nights. And I really, I, I could save, so it means I could have fun on the, uh, go, go sharking looking for bad people on days and lates. And uh, nights was my paperwork time. If everything, it's either really, really busy and it's really busy for dog handlers there, I know, or it's dead mm. and absolutely, and you're just trying to get through that night shift. And yeah. you, you, you start driving around and you start going, whoop, this yeah. is not good. I'm gonna end up in the hedge. Um, and uh, we should practice what we preach. So we, uh, so we go back. But a lot of police stations, police, uh, they were taking the comfortable chairs out of police stations as well yeah. because they said, well, you should be on patrol. And that was clearly said by people who don't have to wear the full-on ARV kit, which is about 15 kilos, mm -hmm. and have to perch yourself on a plastic chair at half two in the morning knowing that you were late off last night and uh it is you just want to just oh 
relax yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my woeful story over. Anna, I don't Anna, really do Anna, Anna Lorcan Ford said she baked, baked many cupcakes for Exeter Roads Policing and ARVs. Ah, oh. Anna Larkham Ford. Yeah. Do you say? Ah, yeah. see, John Larkham Ford is a superb traffic guy. So it's obviously ah, ah a relation. Mm. John was lovely. John, if you're listening, you're amazing. You're great. But uh, <laughs> one of those people that does a million things for the community, mate, and, uh, and all that. Day. More, and he was a more nice a, people in the world. There are. And he was a family liaison officer who dealt with literally. Oh, uh, it must have been near on 100 uh, families and that side of things. Really lovely, compassionate guy. Lovely, nice guy. Um, uh, mate, Scott, uh, mate, Scott is, is in the house. He said he knows a force that looked at doing controlled rest periods for safety critical roles at night. I know they, I mean, they, they go through this often. Um, they say there's nothing better than a power nap. And if I'm really honest, mm. very occasionally, I, I prefer to stay awake, stay alert and get through. But... I was fortunate because my wife always, she sort of gave up getting a career. So she took the school hours jobs, which meant when I came home off night shift, I got home at half seven, eight o'clock. I went straight to bed. She took them to school, brought them yeah. back from school, did a job in the middle, four or five hour job in the middle. Um, other people, of course, they come home, they stay up, they take the kids to school. Yeah. They wake that. up before the kids come home and then they're doing a night shift again. And um, they were like zombies, quite frankly, they could be. And uh, especially if they had, if you realise as well, it's I, I, my next door neighbours who've um, moved on, lovely people, um, they had these official gardeners uh, and they used to come in pretty much once a week. <sighs> Usually when I was on night shift. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, what I and tend it's... to do, I tend to come in the door and go straight to bed um, because I'm done by then. And then yeah. normally, normally something happens, or the postman comes, or the dogs bark around lunchtime ish, and I, I, your body says, "Well, you're not going back to sleep now." And then I try and have a nap before I go back into work, which is all ridiculously unhealthy. Yes. You, you can't force yourself to sleep, and the more you try and tell yourself to sleep, the less sleep you're actually going to get. Um, and there's been a million studies done into people working nights. You know, obviously not just police that work nights. There's lots of people, yeah. and how it shortens your life and makes you more susceptible to diabetes and this and that and the other. And it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it did remind me actually when because um, you used to, used to try not to go into uh, McDonald's or something like that on nights, but occasionally it was just amazing. Uh, and that actually for police, they do do great majority because they are franchise but i think they pretty much all now give free coffees or uh staff discounts which is just brilliant and um, because a lot of the time we would a lot of people would stick their food in the in the fridge at exeter and um then we'd get a job farm job and come down to tall bay and you spend the whole day stuck in a hedge or something and then you do a building search nick nick the baddie after usually was the third or fourth house we then you know as we're trying to track them and and found them and of course then you know, it was great to just pop into McDonald's and have one as a bit of celebration. Or oh, fish and chip shops in Torbay. Oh, the best. Really, the best. No. But uh, there was no concession with those. No, no special deal. No. I think the only special deal they didn't spit in them for us. That was... That yeah. was wow. No, that's the, yeah. The, the, there is one, wasn't there? Uh, let me see that one. But Oh, yeah. I remember when I was in Dawlish, actually. And um, and when I was in Dawlish, this is the difference. 
that the Met don't get this. Um, maybe they do in certain, but the Met, so I was literally single crewed on nights. And at one point, if Timmouth had got a, they were double crewed. If they'd got a prisoner, they were in Torquay. And at that point, it was my nearest backup. I had 60 square miles and my nearest backup was a good half hour away. But so, God, they used to be long. And most of it was green, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I used to sometimes, used to, I need a power nap. And you'd get out of the police station because, and then I used to take the most secure, in, this insignificant little lane and I'd back up there. And I'd be like, uh, and then I get a beep beep, and it was the it was the milkman trying to get. Through. <laughs> you look such an idiot because he knows I know what you're doing. And I, I remember going to Dorlis saying, right, I've got to find myself a little tea stop here. You know, get myself because if you can find a bakery, because we have found one in um, Clisthonerton, no, Clis uh, Mary, no Clisthonerton once, and um, and it was brilliant because they used to have a cup of coffee, a Chelsea bun. And it's all being made in front of you. And you used to talk to the two bakers there. This was like making me hungry now. Oh, it was just amazing. It got you through the night, you know. Yeah. And so I tried to find one in Dawlish, and it was a bakery there. Oh, the pasties were like, and it was like half five in the morning. I thought, well, just before uh, I go home. So I, I, I tapped on the door. I'm, all right, yeah, yeah, come in, come in. And it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, fancy anything? I say, oh yeah, pasty if it's all right, you know. Like, yeah, 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 thank. Yeah, there you go, there you go. And he goes, yeah, that's that's. £3.50, please. Ah. Oh, boy, oh, God. <laughs> Never assume. No. Well, and I didn't. And I had the money out, think, expecting him to. And I went, I sort of, I, I, in my mind, I think, no, mate, this is where you go. No, no, don't worry about that. We're, we're all for the cops around here. No, it was like, yeah, all right, mate. Sorry, I haven't got any change. <laughs> <laughs> Serves me right. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I didn't. Um, John Larkham Ford has said, hi, Dave and Harry. Harry. You make me make me blush. Enjoy. Ah, oh, bless him. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, go on. No, go on, mate. A, I said, um, listening to you two, the public get an inside picture of policing. It's amazing. So thank oh, you. Ah, that's it. Because it sounds quite ordinary to us, doesn't it? Is the other, but because I was Devon and Cornwall, and Dave, you're in a triforce now, but your main one is hearts. Hearts. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very different, and and. But cops are cops wherever you go, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I did VIP protection. So I'd go up to London and I'd sit next to a cop who I'd never seen before. And it was like your best mate again. You know, there were, cops are cops are cops wherever yeah. you go. And similar sort of to military, I find as well. You know, it's that same sort of humour. And I suppose you see the more brash sides of life and you see the more sensitive side as well. Um, <laughs> it's a very different world, isn't it? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Anybody who's listening who has worked night... <laughs> or knows anyone who works nights. It's a very different world out there at sort of two, three in the morning. It's actually really nice, you know. <coughs> oh, yeah. Some of the people you meet are incredible. Um, you know, getting to to track through high streets that are completely oh, yeah. during the day are, are absolutely rammed. It's um, I've, I've taken some amazing pictures. Maybe I'll do a, a, a book one day to bore people with these, these incredible yeah. pictures. You know, some really eerie and strange sights and deer wandering down the high street and stuff like that. It's, um... I remember just even even if um, Exeter High Street do a really lovely Christmas uh, display, and I remember there wasn't a soul down the whole high street, and it was something. It was it was, you know, it was early. It, it, it was daylight. It was as daylight as you could get, and uh, it's not so. It's just really weird. It's really eerie, isn't it? Um, and Star Cross, I remember around there, you just drive drive to a point and have a look and and 
it was like, I remember it was like one of those, um, you know, when you were a kid, you used to have those nature posters in your wall and you'd be the pheasant, the fox, the little shrew, the eagle, the blackbird and all that in this poster. And, it, and that's exactly, you're looking around, it's exactly, exactly what it was like. It's incredible. It, it's a real privilege, actually, because yeah. they say it's the best time in the morning, but I don't think I'll be getting up purposely to have a look at the best time in the morning again soon. I, no. I deleted that 5.30 in the morning. I'll film it for you. Someone Do said, that. Lawrence just said um, uh, about the wildlife. And again, uh, at the silly hours of the morning, the wildlife is absolutely stunning. Although I will just say that uh, at about 4 or 5 in the morning, in the summer, the wildlife just want to kill themselves by throwing themselves in front of your car. <laughs> yeah. My wife is the biggest. My wife, because obviously I deal with, and um, I mean, I have to... Uh, dispatch sort of injured deer and they just send the ARVs if there's no vets but to be honest it's better if you send the ARVs because it's very quick and we're a lot of us are real animal lovers and, and I thought I'd hate it I'd hate doing it but as you it I you were getting rid of their pain immediately and you were putting then the the carcass into the into the undergrowth so that the it would then go through the natural cycle of decomposition or foxes and that side of things so it was much better than a vet shoving it through a poison and then no, nothing could eat it. Right. Um, but, it, you know, we are real sort of quite animal lovers, but we're quite have to be quite practical as well. And my wife is the biggest softie, but all the wildlife attracts itself to her. I mean, I'll be driving. I'll be driving along the road and she'll go, watch out, watch out. I'm like, what, 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 what? She's look, there's a rabbit on the field. It looks like it was going to make a run for it. You know, it's like, for God's sakes. She's like that. She's terrible. But then a fox will just jump on her car bonnet just because it's there. You know, I mean, it's, she's, she attracts them. But yeah. Anyway, no, no nasty, sad animal stories. More about donuts. That's what we want. Um, donuts and sunrises. That's what you need. Painton, we used to play hide and seek. Now, this would have been about 20 years ago. Hide and seek. So, yeah. Um, and we used to. So, Painton is part of Torbay, everyone. So, you've got Brixham, Painton, Torquay. So, Torquay was a bit more nightclub y, a bit more young persons. Painton was retired people, kiss me quick type, seafront appear. And Brixham, making the other part of the C shape, was the fishing town. Um, and. Uh, <clears throat> And so, yeah, and and so uh, painting, we, and again, some nights, but we'd have the same, you'd know all the little criminals, all the little ones doing the burglaries and all that. And, and so the best way to keep yourself alert mm. is we used to just go in quite dark clothing and just play hide and seek. So my mate would go off and I would go off and we'd spend the whole time going around the town, trying to spot the other person without them spotting you. And then you'd say, I can see you. And you, you can't. I'm well hidden. And it would be like, yeah, you're by the green gateway, by the oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was really good because it got you out there. And yeah. I remember one point, I was on this flat garage roof, and um, the occupant came home. It was it was in this back lane, so I wasn't trespassing as such. It was a separate thing. And I was trying to get a good viewpoint on my mate across the whole of this area. So I had to, I thought, what am I going to say if he catches me? <laughs> Don't do it. But uh, yeah, but it was it was good. It kept you alert. And, yeah, um, that's why we used to play, because it would, would, would take you into estates and parts of estates that, yeah. and, and, you know, not always, but every now and then you would turn up something interesting, right? Like on our training this week, you know, we went to, 
um, a, a, an area that it's not it's not massively high crime, but they do get crime and they get very little policing. And we decided to do some training there, and we turned over a very prolific burglar. Yeah. I hate to, he, won't, he won't come back. That was good on the armed response. If I found a little village, there was a, a village that had just a real bully house in it. It was like a village green, and it was between Exeter and North Devon. And you might as well have this. It might as well be a, a Sahara. There's very little there. It's just an hour to get to nothing and an hour to get away from nothing again. And uh, so there's be a lot of you know, offended people who live in nothing here. <laughs> and um, and I was hearing the neighbourhood beat officer who attended. Yeah, we I've told them to just you know calm it down a bit and kind of you know and this party. And I said, is that party still going on? They're out in the main street and they're telling all the neighbours to f off and this that, and the other. So I got all the ARVs and traffic together and said, how many can we get? Right, and we had about seven cars. I said, right, let's go, let's clear this party. And we absolutely, we did. Honestly, it was like a Cowboys and Indian film where they all come around and woo. <laughs> and we, everyone, they just ran into the houses, but that wasn't enough. We, we knocked politely on their doors and we introduced ourselves to them. And we said, if we have to come again, they'll be coming with us. And it yeah. solved the problem. Sometimes you need a little bit of shock and awe as such. We do, I don't know if we've talked about this. There, I think we might have done, actually. There was a sheriff in America a few weeks ago who stood outside He's worth defending house in this estate. Yeah, I know. Film crew saying we are going to target you and everybody who visits you every single day until you stop your criminality. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. You um, didn't get that here. No, you wouldn't. Scott said, uh, have you ever played car stop snooker? Go stop a red car before you can go for colour. I haven't played it, but I have heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Pink car is difficult, isn't it? Yeah. You're there for a while. Met, Met PC Gem is here. She's in the house. Ah, Met PC Gem. Yeah, she she had. We're interrupting her afternoon. Met PC Gem has all these like um, votes coming in, so she can be a guest. Do you know the biggest the, the shock she would have is upset. And now next week we'll have Gem on yeah. as special guest. Um, she's going to give us a talk for an hour about yeah. um, her. <laughs> I said, that'd be great, wouldn't it? And spotlight's on you. <laughs> I'm typing away. Yeah, she is. Luckily, I, I can't see. I can't see any of her abuse I, or anything. Oh, rather worryingly, Harry, she said, "Yep, yeah, I can definitely talk for an hour." <laughs> see, I, I, yes, I can, but I know she'd be silently bricking it as well. She would be. <laughs> She's a, if we yeah. call her bluff, we'll call yeah, her bluff have, one day. We have some votes about whether you want Met PC Gem on, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, she'll put a little puppy eyes on, and then she'll get a certain votes from a certain selection of society, and then, and then. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeses so far. <laughs> we um, but saying that we were having Nick Knowles, and Nick Knowles is still very keen to come on. But we gave last week a bit of a, a break because it was all getting a bit intense and things were happening. Um, so we gave last week a break. We just didn't think it was appropriate. It was a lot happening in London at that time. Uh, I know there is this time, but um, we're purposely trying to keep it a little bit more lighthearted, uh, which that then set the timescale for Nick's, Nick Knowles's, um diary out and things like that. But he will come back. Uh, he's a good friend of both of ours, actually, isn't he? So um, very pro-police and, and that yeah. sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they will come back. Um, and we will have some, and yeah, we'll have some guests in the future because you certainly won't want to listen to Dave and me all the time. 
however much fun it is for us to, because this was a private chat initially, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we were going to meet up, weren't we, and, and do and film one. A, a good friend of ours was going to come and help us film it, so it was yeah. going to be face to face. And then, uh, and then fate dealt probably you lot a good blow in that we weren't allowed to meet face to face to do this. Um, but we will do one of these in a pub one day. It might oh, be yeah, a pub or a mate's pub or something like that. But we're definitely going to do one in the pub. Might have to be careful about how much beer is consumed in that. Yeah, yeah, house. especially you. <laughs> yeah, well, then, I'll tell you what, mate, it's all yeses, so we, I think we're going to have to have Gemma on, so we'll have to arrange a date for, for Gemma. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, we'll bring her on, bring her on for a slot. Says, um, she wants to come on and talk about the job after the job. <laughs> the job after the job. People lining up to come on now. Uh, I tell you what, I've got to say, though, retirement things, people say, do you miss it, and all that side of things, to so the shifts, because, yeah, I did... I did um, shifts all for 30 years and people say oh, i don't know how you did and i see a lot of people they start at, when they're about 40 they start it really starts hitting them i see that but i i have to say it was down to my wife doing those hours um because there's no way i could have done shifts for that long i think yeah well look look this is a face of a 44 year old man i could keep, keep bit getting told a little you know. but i had a tough take around so, yeah, yeah, I, I, you broke there for a minute, but I mean, Flybe went. In fact, my wife, I, I'm going to put in, right, she used to work, uh, she, this is by my wife, she used to work at Pontins um, in Brixham as a security. Um, and I think people expected a right old, she was no nonsense, she, but she wasn't like that. She was Miss Tall Bay. So she was, and then, so she was, and Pontins went bust. So then she went and worked for Thomas Cook, and Thomas Cook went bust. Uh, she worked in a school called Studley Knoll, a private girls' school, and they went bust. Oh, and then she worked for Flybit. So any employers out there, do not ever employ my wife. She will ruin your business. All right? Just a word out there. Oh, I'm getting lots of abuse for, for revealing my age now. <laughs> so, How so old are you? You broke at that point. I was 44 last week. And Jesus, believe, mate. I feel you it. You don't. You look a lot older, mate, in fairness. Thank you. Yeah. It was, a t- like um, I said, it was a tough paper round in South East London, I can assure you. I've so, noticed 50. I, I want to look good for my... Look, you see, I'm all a bit... I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking a bit saggy now. I look there and I'm going, oh, yeah, but I'm going to embrace it. I'm not, I'm embrace, I like the grey. I like it. Oh, sorry, grey. But um, I, I like... Distinguished grey, obviously not your, that much, Dave. But uh, <laughs> three kids for you, three girls, <laughs> three girls. Yeah, that's true. I had one. God, you got three. No. Well, I suppose yeah, two all together. Who do continually gang up on me like they did this morning as well? So <laughs> it's a no win. Yeah. It's a no win. Someone, someone asked if you uh, if you were going to have a theme tune for date for the Dave and Harry show, what would it be? That's a good question. What would it be? Benny Hill music, probably. Benny, yeah, Benny Hill. Do you want something tough like Minder or something like that, no? Oh, yeah, Minder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Steve, Benny Steve Hill. June. <laughs> That's not Minder. It's a mick take of Minder, but they get even more famous. Bad Boys. Yeah. Bad Boys. Yeah, we could have that. Benny Hill. They'll be really inappropriate. We couldn't use that. I'm surprised it's on the internet still. Um, <laughs> so moving on. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the comments definitely. We're moving on. Yeah, 
<laughs> go down. Good job. I can't see Looney this. Tunes. That's a good one. We could have Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Or. I've got a very good friend who's a, a BTP dog handler. Uh, yeah. And we, we do lots of training with him and we meet up for a coffee because he covers our area as well. And we've got these lovely slick Mondeos, four-wheel drive, loads of horsepower. Yeah. They're lovely. They look really mean when they're, you know, going up. Yeah. And he, bless him, he's got a um, uh, Volkswagen Caddy and we want <laughs> That it's an ice cream machine, so he downloaded an ice cream tune to his phone. And when he <laughs> when he drove into our headquarters the other day, he was playing it on the speaker. on the PA on the PA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those PAs can get you into trouble. They can. Really. Yeah. And yeah. I, I might, I might mention the PA misdemeanor that I got for a particularly good Father's Day gift. If you haven't got one already, and. Um, and that was when I was again bored on nights with Sergeant Oliver Taylor, who is a bike cop on Twitter. Very, he's been my wingman my entire oh, yeah. I follow Oliver. yeah, he's a good lad, good lad. And um, uh, and yeah, so we and I, I was traveling around, and and again, this was painting, I think it was, yeah. And I just, I used to do this Star Wars impression. I don't even know Star Wars very much, but I used to go, Oh, we won. You fight well. Your father was taught you well. <laughs> so I'd do that on a PA system, in which case I just stuck in an application for firearms. And the inspector on firearms, Tony Ivey, God rest his soul, um, and uh, taken way too early, but lovely, lovely chap. Uh, anyway, he was around the corner and he leant in the car as I drove by and he went, could we have a little bit more professionalism, gentlemen? And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. And he tried to get me off. He tried to get me out of the, the paper sift. He told me afterwards. And he said it was only because somebody insisted that you were put back in. And then it was one of those where he was looking. And then I was late. I was late for the assessment. It was a three-day assessment then. And I basically misjudged driving from Paynton to Exeter on a nine-to-five type day because I always, I only you know you, you drive when you're in a commuter time so it would either be at 1 30 in the afternoon no traffic it would be like six o'clock in the morning no traffic yeah and coming home would be the same no traffic mm. so then you go and have to join headquarters on their normal yeah. time I know. Traffic. I don't understand how people can do that for 30 or 40 oh, years I do take no way you know, some people say, oh, it must be horrible starting at 6 a.m. and being in for half five and all that sort of stuff. And you know what? It can be a pain, but I never sit in traffic jam. And I don't understand. I, I, I said it to my mum. She used to, she travelled to London for 40 years on, on London tra on transport. Yeah. And I said, how do you do this? How do you sit oh, in, in that John, grind for all that time? Do you think people are learning now, though, aren't they? They're learning that... Um, you can do so much more at home. And it gives a lot of people a couple of hours extra in the day. Yeah, I do. But, and they're being really productive because they're not being distracted by work colleagues. <laughs> I do think that, yeah, exactly. I do think that this could be a turning point for, for certain aspects and certain people um, to work from home, which will have a, yeah. you know, they'll get that two hours they're robbed of every day back, which will be great for them, great for their mental health. So, so yeah, we've got a few few questions. I did speak to somebody, though. Um, I did speak to someone who said, but aren't you, don't you miss that human contact? And uh, they said, I certainly won't miss the human contact from my workmates. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's asked, do, do Finn and Hero get on? Yeah, Finn and Hero are their best, best friends. They really are. It's like she understands that he's the elder statesman or the... Yeah. 
you know, daddy's hero. So yeah, they do. Get and he, and well. he is. And, and uh, I've had been fortunate enough to have Finn here and he is, he's such a gentleman. He just Lovely. sits there like a big lion and just yeah. watching the Savannah uh, across. My daughter's called Savannah, actually, watching my Savannah. And, uh, you know, and he is, he's just such, like you say, an elder statesman. And I, I've been brought down by Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Charity, yeah. Nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Charity, mate. Yeah. Charity. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was such an honour. Uh, such yeah. an honour. Met PC Gem. She's asked if you wrote a book. She wasn't aware that you'd written a book. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was thinking of writing a book, but there's a much better book. Um, we need to, as this one here. Oh, this sorry. is the book you need to definitely. You need a, you need a, a new cover. <laughs> You've, I know, but that's because I've read it so many times. Um, I need to get it signed by you, mate. Yeah, you're not signed. No, you you had a you you had four of my books at one stage, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah. I saw, I sent you two. You took the nicest the nicest comment because I wrote a little comment. I can't remember what. Um, and I thought, oh, just in case people compare, I better write a different one. <laughs> something like I I love the color of your eyes or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, you didn't write it in crayon. I was quite disappointed about that. I know. Well, I got an adult. I got an adult to do that for me. I dictated. I'm retired now. I can do these things. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Talking of retirement, we've um, we've got this charity, the Thin Blue Poor Foundation, which is ah, doing amazingly yeah. well. It's a national charity, and it's going to do all sorts of things, recognition for service dogs, helping them in retirement, uh, but also, and probably more importantly, researching protection for these animals whilst they're still serving. And we've got some things I can't talk about yet because they're still working in the background, but we've got some, hopefully, some incredible people coming on side that will be absolutely, I mean, I'm so excited about the people that um, are looking to come on side at the moment. So we'll, there it is. So I'll be able to tell you more soon, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, Really exciting phone calls uh, last week and a few coming up this week and, yeah, very, very, very excited about that. It's doing really well, isn't it? And um, there are some local charities, but not all the forces have the local charities. I mean, in Devoncombe, we've got a very good one as well. But the yours is really filling in the gap and then bolstering uh, bolstering those charities that really exist. So yeah, uh, they still exist. I mean, so coming for for that. Oh yeah, th- someone's reminded me. Finn's Law Part Two still growing, still doing well. We're pushing hard. It's so Finn's Law Part. Obviously, Finn's Law was for service animals only. Make <clears throat> sure they had protection in law because they didn't. Um, when we started that, we were after five year sentences. We it, it kind of didn't happen like that. So Finn's Law Part Two is to complete the project, uh, and that will give maximum sentences for all animal welfare. So for service dogs yeah. and horses and your pets as well a maximum sentence of five years if someone is cruel or um somebody neglects um an animal um so help us with that email your mp and that's literally all you need to say you're a friend of finn's you support finn's law part two and as uh as your mp you would like them to support finn's law part two is that it is that all i'm up to at the moment Yeah, what? It's, 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 yeah, I know you've done really well with that, mate. You just never stop. You're changing laws or something. Are you a, are you a, a QPM yet? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> what don't, the hell is, don't what the hell's going on there? Uh, you'll really get my haters going then. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, isn't it funny? You do get, you get, uh, I, I, oh. Uh, 
I don't know. I just know, I've known you long enough to know you're either the best actor ever and yeah. I'm the most naive, gullible idiot there is. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Or you're quite a nice guy, you know, and you're actually just trying to help things and people and dogs and things. But um, but yeah, you always get some people and the, you, the people who, who really um, cause the most controversy and trouble and whatever, usually the ones that aren't contributing nothing whatsoever themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right? Very well said, Harry. <laughs> well. I was but, to this. I didn't ask for any of this. I know you, you exactly that, and you, you sort of fell into it because you were forced into it because you thought you're in a position where obviously Finn got very badly injured and you got injured uh, doing your job, and. Um, and you thought, well, this isn't right. And it's just not right that you should. And I did a blog on it called Storm. And, and it's one of the uh, favorite pits people like about um, my my book. Thanks, Jem, for reminding me on that one. Um, I, I put something on. I, I wrote just to highlight. And I was nervous writing it because there's a few things that needed to be a dog handler to know. And if I got those things wrong, it would have been a problem. Um, but I'd followed enough dog handers and spoken enough and been enough dog handers bait, quite frankly, as well, because mm. they like to use you for bait. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to, to know it. And um, yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, it's, it's, it's really important. And, it, um, and that's, that's the problem now, isn't it? Because you used to use public for bait. Can you do that now, you know, as runners? You can't do that now, can now, you? If you? If you look up, look in the history books, yeah, there is um, an, a very old police manual somewhere that says, um, you, and it is very old. Don't don't get me wrong, it's very yeah. very old. Says that you go and find a vagrant so that your dog oh. can have its first bite. <gasps> very. Oh very, my goodness! Does not happen anymore. Jesus. Uh, you know, Jesus. We won't go down this road, but obviously the police force yeah. in this country are so highly regulated and uh, the standards yeah. are absolutely enormous. So, no, that sort of thing does not happen anymore. Everything is, everything is just audited, isn't it? I, mean, I think you do hear these these stories where I know with someone who's just causing a lot of problem and they, they just drove them off to, into Dartmoor. So they'd have a long walk back. And I think one of them didn't make it back once. But, I mean, you're talking like... 60 years ago or something like that but it was yeah these stories whether they're true or not um, but they're a good lesson because you think you know you do think <clears throat> you'd be like oh it's a pain in the back so actually the walk will do him good and then you think mm, is minus five and he's not very well clothed and as much as i hate it i know if he ends up dead that's going to be really awkward um so <laughs> so you think oh come on then get in the car and then you and you they're usually very nice at that point, aren't they? When they once yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I remember actually, I remember once driving back from Bampton to Tiverton, and there was this guy with a bicycle, um, not bicycle, yeah, he had a rucksack. That's right. And I pulled up next to him, and uh, he goes, "Ah, yeah," and he gave me a right load of abuse. I said, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry about that. I was going to offer you a lift. Never mind. If you can't stand my company, and I just drove off." And I could imagine him at the end going. Oh no! Why did I have to? Why did I have to open my big mouth? <laughs> it was, but he was very near civilization, and, my friend, and it wasn't my fault. Friend's got a story just from last week. He was. Um, this was after some of the training that we'd done, and he thought he'd been to a job, and he was waiting for us to come down to meet him to do some more training. So he was parked up on a, a fairly busy high street, but where he could see everything coming and going. 
And yeah. uh, ah, there he is. <laughs> now, who's seat next to me? Um, yeah, yeah so the real thing. Parked up in his police dog van on this junction, and his dog was in the back having a little snooze as they do between jobs and between training. And this bloke decided to come up to his van and remonstrate with him because he was a horrible police officer. Rah, 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 rah. At, at which point, his dog was in the back and went, Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog couldn't get to him. It was through the bars. Yeah, yeah. The bars and went. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, this is it. And it was like. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a there's a YouTube video if you search if you search Harry Tangy T A N G Y E. Please, I've got a YouTube channel that I don't feel I just I just put videos there that I can then link to Twitter and things and that. But there's one where I'm. Um, it's at the back of in Middlemore at uh, police headquarters, and the dog handlers they they drive up and they park and they obviously wanted free coffee and we had better biscuits than them I think so and the the back was open and they were where you you know give the dogs lots of air and things like this it was the middle of the night middle of the night and um, so I thought I'd do this video and I thought I'd do this live video and I said right well the dogs like the dog handlers love to do this trick it's like a it's like a landmine where you just you're not concentrating you've got things i'm gonna have a cup of tea or whatever and you walk past their van and their dogs go <laughs> like that and you absolutely jump right so i go right so this is what we do and so i'm videoing and uh you don't need to you don't need to watch it now and i go that's right and here we go this is to be that and i'm trying to you know when you're pointing in the screen and you're trying to point in the right place and then that's that's the car and we're going to walk by and I walked past the van, and absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> I went, oh, right, that's obviously not, nothing there. So I said, is there one in there? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, they saw me jump out of my skin. Absolutely. So he'd, he'd gone, a very experienced dog, because they thought, right, no, I'm going to play, play vacant. And then yeah. I'll get him the second time because I couldn't I'm, see in there. I wrote about it in the book. I'm sure their dogs sit in the back of the van. They have a little giggle to themselves after. <laughs> yeah. Another notch on the side of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the command. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. People, people are multiple victims as well. You know, I and I, I, again, in the book, I wrote that if I go to a Nick, which is very rare, yeah. uh, I, I will sit where I can see the van. Obviously, I want to know that my dogs are okay <laughs> and that no one's not about to play with them. And not that you would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it'd be someone who's been a victim a number of times and they walk yeah. past. And like you, thinking, oh, it's okay, they're asleep. And boom, and then they jump across the car yeah. park, touching various fleshy parts of their body. <laughs> it's almost a form of self-harming, I think. They just yeah. need to go, is it going to happen this time? No, I'm ready for him this time. And they go, whoa, because <laughs> it's just full volume in no time at all. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't warm up to it. You can hear the dog handler up in the office overlooking it. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, good. I think we're about that time. We've got yeah. a couple of minutes left. Any? I know. I know. We said we weren't going to go down this road, but I, you know, I do pray mm. that all my police colleagues, horses and dogs, come home safely tonight after their shift. Yes, indeed. And just, I think uh, we're probably preaching converted here, but um, it, it's just they're they're just human beings going out trying to do the right thing. And yeah, it's it's very hurtful when people try to make out your complete monster and I think that's the only reason why I now outside the police can really just support 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 I'm trying to keep the whole thing positive support as opposed to negative criticism it's very difficult sometimes but 
And what a lovely way to end off. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wish I could do a single thing for you, but if I press the single screen on here, because I'm the... Yeah, you'll disappear. <laughs> I, I will be here, but no, I'll be here and you'll disappear. That's the problem. That's a good thing. Ah, uh, gorgeous. He's, he, but he is a sprung killer who will do his best to kill any marauding burglar, wouldn't he? He'd, 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 he'd let you tickle his belly, but if you started being a twit, he would deal with you. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Right, can I just say thank you so much for everyone who has joined us again and really appreciate it. We'll do another one next week. Um, we may or may not have a guest. If um, Jem has, uh, we might bring her on for a few minutes, see what she's got to say for herself. Yeah. She'll refuse. She'll refuse now. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, get your speech ready, Jem. Um, we're going to give you fifty-five minutes to do a speech on the subject. Will be the inside of a ping pong ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you very much. Uh, cheers, guys.